Ik heb een man gezien. Hij heeft geen naam. I've seen a man, a man who I've has no name. I've seen a man, he doesn't have a name. Behold this man who's clad in camel's hair, thread through a needle's eye. His meager body is fed on meals of honeycomb and locusts. This anonymous man, whom he doesn't know, comes past his house in the morning and in the evening. He chooses this man and says, I think he is my perfect traveling companion. He is, in a sense, the substitute for my brother. Ik zoek een reisgenoot. Ik zoek een reisgenoot. Ik zoek een reisgenoot. I am searching for a traveling companion. He created a character, Avatar. So the narrator has followed Avatar after his finished work for the day. And he decides to follow Avatar, as if they can become friends or... Avater could be his savior. Vandaag, toen ik voor het raam de bloemen goot, is het voornemen in mij opgekomen. I've had no traveling companion since my brother died. Tonight then, I'll pursue a water's trail. I'll watch to see which way the cat will jump, as people say. And then if all goes well, tomorrow, I shall introduce myself. They look at me and say, no, that's called stalking. And it is. Incredibly famous poem in the Netherlands, Avata. It's quintessential Dutch poetry. It's become that. It's become an essential piece of in the history of Dutch literature. Equivalent to the wasteland. I was immediately looking at it with a translator's eye. I was aware of its status, being sometimes baffled by what it actually meant. This is probably the most commented upon poem in in Dutch literature. A shop bell rings. We must have gone inside. A notice on the door says, cut and shave. Avata, I must admit, I'm quite relieved to see him. He'd almost given me the slip. Is sitting at a round ceramic sink, wrapped tightly in a cloak of starched white linen. The barber does his job and I pretend to be the next in line and take a seat. A lot has been written about who Avatar is. I've never seen Avatar closer by than in this mirror. Never has he appeared so absolutely inaccessible. He sees Avatar in the mirror, which gave me the feeling they might be one. Between the bottles, glittering and splintered, he rises in the mirror like an iceberg. I don't think it's that straightforward that he is him and he follows him like a shadow, but I think that's how it works. The question seems to arise um, as to what extent the narrator is inventing Avatar. Avatar pays and leaves the barber shop. I follow him without a second thought. He enters a, a, a cafe, a bar, and the eye sits down too. My first impression was was one of total trepidation at the complexity of it and the density of the poem. Chance sometimes takes a bypath to its goal. Must it needs be that Awarder had to choose the same cafe I went to with my brother? And this is an, this is an existential question. He's even occupied our corner 
I sit down somewhere else. The barman knows me. He knows the way I feel. He wipes my table for a second time and dawdles with the white cloth in his hand. What he does is to keep this man at arm length. So there are a reference to Milton, to Homer, to Dante, to Petrarca. You name it. To Andersen, Hans Christian Andersen. Whoosh, says the wind. On, on, enough's enough. Awata looks for something in his pocket. It is a book of plain Moroccan green. It is a chess set when it's opened up. Because I, I do believe that, that I'm convinced, by the way, that a water is a kind of mirror answer to what Elliot was doing in the wasteland. A cool and distant look comes to his eye. His fingers drum the table to embolden the vision that goes whirling through his mind. A single snowflake swirls through drops of blood. Where are we in this modern world? Are we in a kind of barren land, all alone? Or are we still part of history? He sits aloof and perfectly alone. He has a deeply moving inner force. He looks my way and I can't help but think it's me he's calling when he calls the barman. As you read, you, you wonder if they'll talk, if they'll meet. But no, he pays and so do I. And soon we're back out on the bustling streets again. What's always intrigued me is the relationship between the narrator and the character. So there's this lovely notion of intimacy between strangers. This idea of chasing the absence of someone through somebody else. To what extent can we let go of our characters, let go of our protagonists, give them their own lives? And there, someone is saying to the, the narrator, the I, the poet, don't you know Awarder? I think he's an accountant, some such thing. Some people say that he reads Greek at night, though other people will contend it's Irish. And this is where the readers really are lost. And I think that is also what happens in a dream. Something happens to someone in a dream and then all of a sudden it's you and then when you wake up and you think about it, it, it was you all along. And it said something about what you felt. He created, so Nehov, the poet, created a character, Avatar, that he gets no closer to than his narrator. He has let the words lead the way, so he has let the words follow Avatar. He has let the words create Avatar and then follow him. I haven't translated anything else which is quite like it, perhaps because nothing's quite like it, but what's striking about the, the poem is the, the richness of the sound, the lyrical tone. It's crammed with half rhyme and even full rhyme. The straat wordt breder, uit de bomen druipt dauw. Awata stops to listen to a Salvation Army speaker. Awata, who has slowed and stopped, turns back and studies me as if he knows my face. And this is, of course, a crucial moment in the Because the reader thinks this mysterious man has to be the one. This is, this is a kind of salvation. It's blowing hard. His hand is on his hat. Wind playing with her hair lays down a loop of gold on Salvationist's black sleeve. And at the end of the poem, this Mr. Awarder is fascinated by the Christian message. Like Mr. Elliot in 1934, 
had converted again to the Christian belief. We live our lives all wrong, she says and pauses. And then the I, the man who is pursuing him, says, that's the moment I hurry on as if I'd seen the train I had to catch. I don't have the answers, but I know what's not an answer. I'm not sure. I don't think there is a, an answer. But in my interpretation, they become the same person. They were the same person all along. He looks at himself. He follows himself. And, and it ends in the train. You could take the train journey as, as being different things. That some people might think it's death. I don't know. You can interpret it in all kinds of different ways. And what's important for a translator is to keep it open. Keep it just as open in the translation as it is in the original. Because it's not a riddle in terms of a crossword puzzle. Once you solve a crossword puzzle, it becomes a useless thing. I haven't told the cleaner that I'm leaving on a trip. The window's open. The coals are glowing on the grate. I haven't got a thing with me. What do I think I'm doing going traveling? Ik zoek een reisgenoot. I am searching for a traveling companion. The stoker shovels coal into the fire. The engine driver leans out of his window. The clock's long hand leaps forward on the minute. She calls the Orient Express and calls anew. She calls that it is taking much too long. Her eyes are on the sky. Her clanking girdles forged from links of iron. She sings... Her knees inch up in clouds of steam. She moves and leaves at the appointed time. Utrecht, 1934.